hello Georgia and welcome to the show. How is, how are you today? <laughs> start, let's start with that. With, start on hello. <laughs> Hi, I am okay. Thank you. I think as okay as okay can be with all this craziness. How are you? Yeah, all's good. All's good. And we're gonna today, I think we're gonna cover a few things about you know, your life and, and where you've been and what you've been doing. I know that you recently moved to London, so we'll cover a little bit about that and that transition. But to start off with, why was it that you really got into music? I mean, you're a musician now, I mean, artist, I don't know which term you prefer, but what was it that really kind of triggered that? I mean, I guess going sort of way back, it was just kind of a classic situation of being a teenager and writing music in my bedroom. I don't know where it came from. I have no idea. It just was sort of there. And I used to write poetry to start with. I used to listen to a lot of rap music and that just really inspired this kind of poetry phase that I went through and I just really enjoyed it. And then eventually that grew into more full songs. And my mom always listened to northern soul music lots of funk and jazz and then my dad would listen to a lot of frank sinatra a lot of swing lots of stuff from musicals he liked barbara streisand <laughs> random so there was like loads of different kind of music going on and that just kind of gave me a lot of inspiration really and i wrote a lot of songs and didn't do anything with them and then i ended up going to an open audition for a record company i think they were looking for a band at the time and it was you know a classic case of you go there's loads of people you queue all day it's pretty horrendous and i was the very last person to be seen but i ended up getting it and that kind of sparked this long working relationship with a label called xenomania and that's where it kind of it, it started for me really so yeah as i say I, I don't know where it came from i think sometimes people just you just have it in you and you just feel naturally sort of pulled towards something. So yeah, I think that's kind of what happened for me. Fantastic. And I know that you've been writing with some exciting people over the past few years. I know a little bit about your bio. Can you tell um, everybody a little bit about what your journey's been like and who you've been writing with? Sure. So Xenomania, there was a lot of cool people in and out. Initially, my role there was sort of, you know, making the tea, doing the calendar, taking people to their photo shoots, all that kind of stuff. But then it, it very quickly turned into me being in sessions or leading the sessions sometimes, which was amazing and really scary. I don't know who thought they could trust me to lead a session, but it, it happened and it was really, really cool. So there... Whilst I was at Xenomania, they were doing the, the Kaiser Chiefs album. So we got to work with them, which was really exciting. There's an artist called Flory who's heavily linked with Xenomania. So she was she was present quite a lot, which was really cool. I wrote for Nadine Coyle. It never ended up kind of turning into anything, but uh, but we still got the chance to work with her. And she sang something that I, I wrote, which was really cool to hear. And then after my kind of working relationship with Xenomania, more recently, I've written for Robbie Rivera and his new album, which was completely different to anything I've ever written before, but it, it was a great thing to be able to do. And then more recently, I haven't written with Camden Cox, but I've had obviously through the Pioneer program I've had the chance to work with Camden who was just amazing and I learned so much from her so yeah it's been 
a weird and wonderful journey since the days of being sat in my room. <laughs> also, and one thing I definitely know about you is that you've changed a little bit in terms of your direction. So you, you're still a songwriter. I wouldn't take definitely not take that away from you, but you've definitely come much to the fore with your artistry. So you've become the kind of centerpiece of everything that you're doing. How was that first transition? I think... I don't know whether it's because I am a Virgo and naturally I'm a little bit like shy or just kind of a bit of an introvert. So the idea of being like a famous artist really scares me. And even now I'm like, do I want to be an artist? Like, can I, is this, is this me? I, I, I think people probably always have that like imposter syndrome where they probably feel a bit like, oh God, like, can I do this? Should I be doing this? But yeah, I think definitely agree with you. It's, as I as I grow and as I have been growing, I, I feel like I know more about who I am and the kind of music that I want to make and what it means to be an artist. And it's not always an easy journey. I think it can be quite confusing, especially when you start out, because I remember when I when I was young and I thought, well, the only option for me is to be an artist. Then I've obviously just got to be an artist. But then when you work in a label and you work with different people you realize that actually you, you can be a songwriter you don't have to be like a famous singer you can write songs for other people you could be a singer and a songwriter but maybe you want to sing more on other people's songs you know like dance tracks or whatever so it is a journey and it, it it's just been a case of you know making sure that what I do is sort of aligned with my personality and and not pushing myself to be an artist just because I feel like I have to do that so it's been really nice to be able to explore the different elements of of what it means to work in music you know the songwriting uh, singing on other people's tracks that kind of thing so yeah I think being an artist will always be a weird thing you know you're putting yourself out there all the time it's just weird. Yeah, um, I think for some people it comes it comes really naturally. But you said something quite interesting that which is what it means to be an artist. And what did you mean by that? What does what does that what does that look like to you? I think to me what it means is if I mean if you are lucky enough, which hopefully everybody who wants to be will be. I think if you work hard and you're a nice person, then it, it's going to happen for you. But I think it's just about being yourself and not making music that you think other people want to hear, not doing something because you think it's what you should do or it's what someone else has told you to do. You know, if just just be yourself. And that sounds so boring and such a lame answer, but it, it is so true. And I think a lot of people say this. If I've listened to podcasts or interviews, people always say something along the lines of, just be you. But that that can be hard if you don't really know who you are, especially when you're young. But yeah, I think definitely just stick into to what you know, the music you want to make. Don't make some naff pop song if if that doesn't really sit right with you, but you think you have to to get on radio or something, you know. So yeah, that that's what I would I would say, I think. I completely agree with you with that. And I think I think you're right. I think when you're young, you kind of don't know who you are. So you're just trying to find out who you are. And through the years, it gets a little bit more easier to understand how and what really people are looking for is that uniqueness. And I think that always comes from, you know, understanding who you are and ex exposing that and being able to accentuate your personality to be able to be an artist, right? 
Yeah, totally. That someone said something to me once, and I've no idea who it was, but it's always stuck with me. And they basically just said, "We've already got a Beyonce. We've already got a Adele. We don't. The world doesn't need another. So just be you." Yeah, and agreed. I guess if if you're lucky enough to be signed to a label um, and they're kind of pushing you in a direction, that's that's not always so easy. But I think at your core, you've just got to be you. I watched a document. Sorry, I'm going on and on, but I watched a documentary over the weekend. I don't, you know, the rock band Rush, yeah, who are amazing. So there's this kind of famous thing where they were with their label, and they wanted them to be really kind of commercial, and they just felt really angry about it. And so, because it just wasn't who they were, and then they went away and made this like amazing album. I don't know if it was the twenty. I can't remember the name of it, but they went away and made this amazing album. And it was totally against like what everybody wanted them to do, but it kind of made them who they were. And Rush are still Rush today after all these years. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I love Stick that. Stick your guns with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to, you know, when we first met. What was, well, actually, I think it, I think we'll go back a little bit further than that. I want to talk about your journey with Hypertribe in particular. So when was the first time that you first of all found out about Hypertribe? What, where, I mean, where were you? What platform, et cetera, all those kind of things? I found Hypertribe through Instagram. And the reason I found you guys is because a friend of mine was in the first cohort for the first mentorship program. And I think I just saw a post, someone shared something and I saw my friend that was involved, all this cool stuff that she was doing. And I kind of, I don't think I'd ever really seen anything like that before, you know, definitely no kind of one-to-one mentorship schemes, especially for women. And I just thought, this is really cool. What's, what's going on? So from there, I just checked you out, followed you. And then from there, I, I can't really remember what happened after that but that's that's how I initially came across Hypertribe anyway probably a whole lot of email marketing (laughs) (laughs) but I'm I'm so glad that we have met because like your journey has been so interesting to follow and I think that it's been so quick it's been really rapid and it's so exciting to see someone evolve and be able to do you know do what you've done and one of the biggest things that has given me a lot of joy was I think it was about three months ago you told me there was a particular person that you really wanted to work with in in one of our one-to-ones and then we were able to there was just some magic of of all the stuff that you wanted to obviously be taught on and everything like that and you were able to to work with that person but more than that I think that you've you know, you've got, you've already got some of your radio play. And right now as an artist, you're really developing quite quickly. So how has that journey from your perspective? Because I can obviously tell it from my perspective. <laughs> but like what has, I mean, how many months has it been? Three, four, five months or something like that? Yeah, I think it's been about that. And it's weird because when it's, when you're the, you know, you're the person kind of plugging away at night you know in your room on your own doing all this stuff to try and get yourself going you you miss the progress you don't really see what the pro where the progress is if you've progressed and I think a lot of people would probably say that they feel that and you think god am I ever gonna is this ever gonna happen is this going anywhere do I need to do anything different you know and it's hard when you've not got someone saying yes this is 
this is good or no maybe you should lay off that a little bit and try this so that's that's quite hard but having Camden help me through the mentorship program even the first week we met for like 40 minutes just that 40 minutes of having somebody sort of tell you what they they think of what you're doing is so helpful somebody that has been there and done what you're wanting to do as well is just so helpful and the the pioneer program has been so helpful for me in so many ways so i think it's just so great to have somebody that can say no don't do that or yeah do that what you're doing is really great so that's been amazing but yeah i think i think when it's you and you're just like desperately working hard and plugging away you, you kind of miss the progress and it's only when you stop or somebody says oh by the way i've been following your journey like this is really cool and you think oh, oh okay Maybe I'm not just like a loser sat in my room doing working all the time. Maybe I am doing something that's that's pretty cool. But it's always amazing just just for a little bit of guidance. I think we all we all need some guidance sometimes. I wondered if it's if it helped you in any way to think of things differently or did you feel like you were more on a road or was it kind of just a, just kind of like, oh, OK, let's try this, you know? I 100 percent can say that before hypertribe I felt as though I had uh, I guess in a kind of imagery sense I was I was at this the bottom of a mountain with all of these different ways up and I had no idea which one to to take to start to get to the top and then since working with hypertribe and having the pleasure of working with Camden it kind of drowns out all the noise and it just gave me one direction to follow which I thought was right, but you know, you just don't know until someone's kind of backing that up for you. So it really has given me a direction, the right direction that feels right for me. So it's been amazing in that sense, because you you can waste so much time when you're working on your own, because it, it can, can be lonely when you're an artist and you don't have a management team. And I really like the, I think you said light touch management. I think that's really a really nice way of describing Hypertry because it definitely is that. but it, it kind of goes a little bit deeper. I, I feel, yes, light touch management, but that you I have felt that there is always somebody there for me. And if I do have a question or a worry, it is kind of like having a manager there all the time, which is amazing. So it's absolutely helped me in so many ways, but really pinpoint and, and hone what it is I'm, I'm trying to do, why I'm trying to do it and how I should do it. It's been so helpful. Like there was it was only a couple of months ago I thought well what am I doing where what do I do next like we're in a lockdown what what can I do and I had no idea whereas now I know what I'm doing and and I'm I'm getting on with it which is really good <laughs> probably overloaded you with stuff no not problem, at all no <laughs> here not you go here's about 10 million things what do you mean you don't have anything to do we've got about 100 tasks for you <laughs> <laughs> but that's priceless though because if you're out there on your own and you're trying to access this kind of stuff and this support it you'd pay a lot of money you know hopefully you you wouldn't be in that ever be in that situation but you know people can end up paying so much money to just get access to 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 these resources or to these people or it can it can take years of work just to have a conversation with somebody for them to say I don't know yes or no we'll listen to your your demo so to have that is such it, it 
it really has meant that I have kind of bypassed so much time because I'm I'm getting ahead already with these with these things. Having access to these resources means that I've yeah just sort of bypassed all of these other things that you know you might have to go through otherwise. But I think one of my questions is, in your honest opinion, was there a time where you were like, this kind of looks like a good deal, but I'm not entirely sure and I'm just going to take a chance? Because like, I want to know if there's, there's a lot of people out there that have apprehension, because we're a new brand. I want to know if there's a point where you were like, let me just try. And there was like a definitive moment where you were like, actually, this is a good thing. Do you mean with Hypertribe? Yes. I don't think I ever had a doubt. I, I just, I, I honestly didn't. There's been times previously in my experience of, you know, being in this industry where, where I've definitely thought that and I thought, yeah. oh my God, this is not okay, but I'm going to go for it. But with Hyperdrive, definitely not because I could already see what, what, what was going on and I could already see the benefits from the first cohort of of what you guys were doing and 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 how it was impacting especially the girl that that I'm friends with that has been through the process I could see all of these amazing things that she was doing so there really was no doubt or or no kind of oh is this is this right like literally didn't think that whatsoever because <laughs> I could I could literally see see the benefits for people that were that were doing it and I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Before I started, I've never really come across anybody doing what Hyperdrive is doing. So absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would fully recommend, highly recommend, definitely. That's fantastic. And since your journey, so now let's talk about the future and and everything that's happening over there, because I think it's really important for us to understand what's first of all coming up in your journey but also how do you envision where you're going to be in the next five years and then let's do the next year as well (laughs) I feel like I I have endless notebooks where I'm always trying to answer this question which is where do I want to be in five years (laughs) and I'm just like oh my god this is such a hard question because I guess, I mean, I don't know if anyone out there agrees, but I guess it would just be amazing to to have more music out and and just to be earning honestly in honest um in an honest way of answering, to earn a living, you know, a full-time living being a musician and writing songs for other people. That's that's my kind of main goal. So yeah, in, in five years' time, I would love to be, I guess an ideal day for me would be a couple of sessions you know, working on my own music, working with amazing other songwriters, learning and yeah, just doing really well in terms of other people's releases that I've been a part of and my own. And then I want to be, you know, flying to LA and doing sessions in LA and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I think my, my goals aren't, aren't too extravagant. I just, I I just want to write songs (laughs) and get paid. (laughs) No, they're not at all. And I think it's I think it's just that simple. And I hope that at some point, either it was during the Pioneer program or it was some of our conversations that we've had, that you've realized that, and I th- I've heard this comment a lot from a lot of different members, that they sit there and once we put the plans or something in place or once they've talked to a mentor, they go, oh, wait, I can actually do this. You know, there's that kind of like click moment where they're like, oh wait like this is all really possible yeah. I just 
I've just been searching around and scrounging around in the wrong places, or I just didn't know which direction I was going in. So like, it's all exceptionally feasible, even within the next year or two years or whatever, as long as you've got the talent, you know, you can do a lot of things. It's just about being able to, you know, position yourself in the right way, right? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's uh, where, again, having just someone that can give you a bit of a nudge in the right direction really, really helps. Like, it's just so helpful. And I think being realistic with yourself as well, part of some of our one to one sessions, a lot of it was about, look, don't expect people to just come back to you straight away and be like, oh, my gosh, yes, love your demo. Like, let's get in the studio. And I mean, if somebody did, that'd be amazing. But I think re realistically, it's going to take time to build up relationships with people for them to say, yeah, OK, let's give it a go. So I think being realistic with yourself and and not putting a time limit, because sometimes I think, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not old, but I'm getting older. <laughs> and you think, oh, I have to do this before a certain age. But it's it's hard it's like a constant work in progress of just not putting these limitations on yourself and you know you speak to different people everyone's journey is so very different of how they've arrived into the music industry and their the journeys that they're on which i think sometimes is what can make it a little bit tricky because there's no kind of direct way you don't go to school you don't go to college then uni and then you study music and all of a sudden you're in the music industry there's no sort of set path which sometimes makes it hard but it's really great because it means that you can set your own path and do what works for you which is a really good thing so yeah that's awesome no I think I think you're completely right with that actually and and it's really interesting to here sometimes we get comments saying I've, I've been in music school and I've studied for like a whole year and I spent 10 grand doing this and they only and they only taught me theory God. I need some real life experience and so it's it is about like you're right you can create your own path and you can you know if you've got the right tools and you've got the right knowledge and you've got the right guidance especially having someone who's there in the industry already you know you can already start to carve that path quite quickly and get to where you need to be and also there's something there that you said that I think a lot of people miss, which is you got to know what path you kind of want to take. You know? so yeah. You know, if people, a lot of people just go, I want to be rich and famous. And you're like, why? And then they're like, I don't know. Cause that's what people <laughs> tell me. Like, you know, good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, cause I want this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, you could get those three things by go just on Love Island. Listening. That is like the easiest way. <laughs> that's what it seems exactly. like anyway. <laughs> Get yourself on Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> Music's too hard for you. Don't yeah. worry about it. Try that. <laughs> Everyone on Love Island seems to do really well, to be fair. So just go on there go. and you sort it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think there's something, yeah, there's also something really important, generally speaking, that you've said throughout this whole conversation. And it's a lot to do with that equating a music a music industry kind of career or a music career with fame. And I think people think that you have to, especially when you're young, you think that the only way in which you can be in the music industry is to be famous, but there are so many different ways of doing it. And now that it's a bit more democratized, it means that you can actually earn a living and you probably might not even have to be famous. And that can also be a burden. So you know, I think that 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 has changed a lot and last, especially since the 90s, that's for sure. Yeah. Which is yeah. Um, different and we're adapting to it. I think it's 
I think it's a mate. Like I love people who, who are like that, who say, no, I, I don't care. I want to be famous and I want to be rich. And I think bloody good for you. Like if that is what you want to do, I respect that. That kind of scares me, but not for me, but for them, like, that's amazing. If that's what you want to do. I think for me, like fame and fortune, definitely, but fame, that is just scary. But yeah, I think if if you're in music because you want to be famous, like that's great. It definitely can happen. But I, I think I wonder if that is the reason why you're in music, then do you have to kind of surrender to how other people are going to guide your career? Because if you want to be famous, I suppose you've got to be kind of willing to do not anything, but maybe willing to do certain things, um, willing to say, well, no, this is the kind of music we want you to create. This is the next single we want you to put out. I don't know. I, I wonder if that kind of has, might have something to do with it, but yeah, I think if you want to be famous, music's such a long game, so you might be quicker, yeah, quicker exactly. doing something else. <laughs> like, no one's going to write that song straight off the bat for you unless they've got some particular type of investment around. Yeah, totally. But okay, so can I ask you to describe Hypertribe in three words? If you have three words that really could resonate with your experience with Hypertribe, what would they be? I think it would have to be supportive positive and <laughs> I want to say communal but that kind of makes me think of like toilets but what I mean is <laughs> you can say I mean, toilet <laughs> I mean like family you know community because you definitely feel like you're not alone you're sort of put into this space where there's other people doing what you want to do and that's hard to come by sometimes, especially if you've got like a friendship group who do totally different things to, to anything creative. You're suddenly in this space where there's lots of women who are the same age, similar ages to you, doing similar things. And that is so nice and not easy to find on your own. So that is that is what I mean when I say communal. <laughs> Maybe we should go with um, community. That sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You can say toilet, it's all right. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's brilliant. What would you say to somebody who wasn't part of Hyper Tribe or hasn't been through the experiences that you have been through yet? In terms of Hyper Tribe, I would say if you don't know about Hyper Tribe, absolutely check them out. And I would 100% say to get involved however you can however you want to if you can apply for the mentorship program when it comes back around that is the most valuable thing I've ever done I can honestly say so absolutely apply and just I would recommend it to anyone a hundred percent it's helped me in in ways that all these years that I've been sort of navigating my little boat by myself up up the river <laughs> if you like you know being with Hypertribe really kind of just puts you in the right direction. You've got a community. And then to to do the mentorship scheme on top was just so helpful. <laughs> Honestly, I can't I can't say that enough. So absolutely get involved. And gosh, advice. I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice. Make sure to do other things that aren't just music. Like I think you've got to you've got to work hard and you you have to put in the work for sure because 
that's what it takes. Like if you're not, someone else will come up behind you who's who's working harder. So you've got to work hard. Absolutely. But I think you've also got to have some kind of life outside of it because you can kind of drive yourself a little bit insane if you're just constantly at it. And then you've kind of got nothing to really write songs about as well if you're just not doing anything. So experience, life experience. Yeah. And just don't ever give up if it's truly what you want to do. Yeah. Awesome. That's really good advice. And and the last, <laughs> the kind of the last that's just to, to round off this this whole interview is what is it that was the most surprising part of the last let's say three months of your personal journey as a musician I think well the first thing that comes to mind is when you're working with someone like Cameron Cox who like you said earlier in the interview I, that is somebody I, I wanted to work with or kind of aspire to work with for a long time. And then you meet these people who have done such amazing work and you get really nervous, but then you realize that people are just people. And Camden trapped me like I was her friend and it was that, you know, real balance, which was so nice. So I guess the first thing is that you kind of, yeah, you just realize that people are, are people. We're all out here working hard trying to achieve our own like individual goals so there's that and then I think I think a surprising thing for me is just it's just that you can you can do what you want to do which sounds really basic and, and simple but you can achieve what you want to achieve you just have to you just have to believe that and even if you have to have someone to tell you that for you to believe it as long as you believe it, you can. I mean, God, I'm not there yet for sure, but you can. Other people are, you know, other people are doing it. So you just think, well, why can't why can't I do it? So yeah. <laughs> we definitely gotta we definitely gotta reinstall this confidence back into you, Georgia, because you're definitely more than more than halfway there. That's really <laughs> oh, thank you. A stuff. But um, yeah, thank you so much for talking to us. No, thank, thank you. It's been great. Thank yeah, you so I mean, much. It's just nice to hear your journey. Like I think I think you've got you've got so much ahead of you and you're doing so well and things are rapidly progressing. And that the year 2021, I hope, is just going to be your best year yet. So, yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I hope so. And, you know, it's just really nice to chat to somebody in lockdown. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, nice to talk to you too. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Georgia.